Even though at times I get angry Cause you never once told me goodbye So, my guest today describes herself as a plastic bag hating, keep cup loving, a menstrual cup wearing individual <laughs> who is gearing up to bring about change. Hi, lady, it's good to have you on the show. How are you doing? Hello, thanks for having me. You're so very welcome. I'm very excited and I'm looking forward to be diving into what you've been co-creating with the universe and the changes that you're helping bring forth in the music industry. But first, let's cover the basics. So tell everybody who's listening who you are and where you're from. Cool. So I am Zylo Aria. I am a singer and a music producer. So I started off, um, I'm, I'm from Australia, you know, background is Indian, but um, I started, you know, I've been singing for as long as I can remember really. And, um, and I, I was taught by my grandma. So I've got some, you know, like Indian influences in what I do. And um, after kind of doing that for a while um, and working with different producers through that, I decided, I really want to kind of take control of what I'm doing. And then, you know, a few things led me to the path of uh, producing for myself. So uh, I, I do that now. And the last few releases have been kind of total self-productions and it's changed everything for me. So loving it really. And, that sounds uh, good. Yeah. So before we dive into, you know, the self-production and all of those exciting projects that you're doing, and I definitely want to discuss them, can you tell me how you typically start your day, just kind of in general? What does a normal day look like for you? Sure. So I, I do have a bit of a morning routine, which like I chop and change at times uh, just to see what, what I feel I need at the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, usually I wake up and have, have a, you know, glass of lemon water and then, um, and then I'll go through, uh, so before it used to be journaling for me. So I used to wake up in the morning and just kind of clear my head of all that random stuff that you, that you're thinking about just to kind of get it out on a page. And sometimes when you do that, you, you find, things that you're thinking about that you didn't even know. And sometimes yeah. you can get really cool ideas out of that even. Um, but lately I've been doing more kind of visualization stuff. So, um, and, and I feel like it's been really, really helping. Um, just because I feel, you know, when, when we're stuck into the day to day of what we're doing, um, you can lose sight of what you want to, you know, what you're, trying to achieve and what's mm. your end goal but if you remind yourself of that every morning you know it's like uh you know this is where I want this project to be this is who I want to be as an individual um and and then it kind of puts everything in perspective and then you can see um all, all the little things that you worry about that in the scheme of things you know it's probably not a big deal and and you know you're, you know where you're going and um and the other things will hopefully work themselves out. I love that. I definitely love the practice of uh, meditation in the morning, visualizing. I also do that. And definitely the journaling. I highly recommend it to anybody who's listening. It's so powerful. It's insane. And also it really helps you to stay in the moment and be really grateful for what you do have rather than focusing on what you don't have or don't have yet, because that's something that as human beings we tend to do so yeah. often. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you already covered a little bit how you got into music. Um, so let's dive into that a little bit more. So you already mentioned you've been making music since forever you can remember and your grandmother was a great influence, but what about the, the self-production? How did that come about? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So for me, you know, my main thing has always been being a vocalist and um, that's where everything started for me. So I, I started writing songs when I was about 12. I think I wrote my first song and then 
from that age, it was always, you know, you need an external person to then turn your song idea into something that you can show others and put out into the world because, mm. you know, a, a song, um, it, it needs that, that production really. So I started off working with different um, producers that I knew at the time. So, you know, we, we were in school together and then we kind of, um, we were all growing together, I guess. And, um, and I think that's, it, it was fine for a while. And then, um, and then, you know, eventually I started working with a couple of different producers, but it, it always, I feel like it always started fine and then it ended not so fine. And, um, there, there are a few reasons for that. And I think for a long time, I, I felt like maybe it was something I was doing that was making this happen all the time. And, um, maybe it was, I don't know, but the more I'm talking to people, I'm seeing certain patterns and, mm -hmm. um, I think being a, a woman was a big contributor in that. And, um, you know, sometimes you feel like you're treated a certain way without, you know, you're, you're not respected for your time and for mm -hmm. who you are, because I don't know why, like it, 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 the dynamic always felt like I'm going to this person and like without them, it's the end of what I'm doing. So then I need to just deal with whatever yeah. behavior then, I get back. Yeah. And this also ties into, I feel like, in your words, I don't know where, maybe on your website I saw this, and you said there is no better medium than music through which to discuss as a society the biggest social and environmental factors that are impacting each one of us and our surroundings in such a significant manner. I think this really ties in nicely into artist well-being and what you just described as, you know, um, the way you identify yourself and the way you are treat it and and how all of this is intertwined in a way i guess what do you feel about that um yeah it, it's it's true um i think um yeah like music is is a great way to talk about these things and um and it it, it does all come together and I, I think we need to um at the same time, all work together to get past it and to get into a better situation in the future. Mm -hmm. And how do you feel like what you just described earlier as, you know, somehow I see patterns and then somehow it kind of stops and, you know, you get stuck in a way. So how do you feel that that has impacted your music career? Um, lately, I've been thinking a lot about responsibility and how um, we need to really take full responsibility of where we are now um, to then get to where we want to go. And yeah, a lot of things happen that maybe slowed down the process or whatever, but I'm really trying not to dwell on that and think, oh, you know, because of this person or that person mm. I'm not here or there because that's never a good situation to be in or a way to look at anything. And, and I feel like all that has happened for a reason. And if it wasn't for that, then I probably wouldn't have created, you know, music production for women. And, um, and so, yeah, I don't know, maybe it did impact where, I, where my own musical career is as an artist. Uh, maybe not, maybe I would have been slower, who knows, but um, I, I don't regret any of that. So. Yeah, and also I feel like on the other hand, um, being in the path of music in a way has also influenced you as a person because you started to think, to think more about, okay, responsibility, where we are, we shouldn't dwell on the negative and so on and so on. So it's also about the other way around, music you know, bringing us to better places rather than the other way around, which is something mm -hmm. is discussed widely. 
um, of course, and this is also the point of this show. Um, So you've mentioned music production for women, your project, which is an online platform that you created to go beyond the realms of educating women. And it has become a movement in the music industry also, which would empower and encourage more women to take their first steps into music technology. And this is something very exciting, um, which is, you know, I I do want to hear more about that. But before we go into that, um, I would love to hear what you have to say about what we can do um, to increase the number of women in music tech, apart obviously from your project. Mm, I think it's a lot about, um, again, coming back to the responsibility thing, like us taking responsibility for our own careers as well. And, um, and giving ourselves the chance to, um, try something new. And I think there, there are a lot of mental barriers that we are working through, but like, um, just, I think taking a chance on something is, um, is so important and just, um, take that first step with, with something that might daunt you and, and know that there's a community, you know, there are communities around and there are people you can speak to. So, um, you know, it's easy to feel alone, but you don't need to feel that way. So just, um, just having some more self-confidence. I know it's an easier thing to say than, than to do, but, um, but, uh, being conscious about that and, and really giving it a try. Mm. So you've touched upon a couple of times, you know, the importance of taking more responsibility. Um, can you tie that in with what some of the most important values in your life are in the sense of we always do things consciously or subconsciously because we are motivated to feel a certain way or to chase certain values that are important to us. Can you share some of your values in your life that are important? Yeah, definitely. Um, to be honest, I feel like I have changed a lot over the last, you know, even two years, um, for, you know, a few reasons or I'm not really sure, you know, all the reasons, but, um, uh, which also seems to have impacted my values a little bit as well. You know, for, it used to be, you know, security was a big value for me. So um, having to know what was coming next and that kind of thing. And mm. that's really changed um, recently. So it's been more to me about growth, like continually growing in some way, really making an effort to, be a better person, you know, for me. And, and I'm realizing more and more, it's, it's so important to, um, to help people as much as you can, because you will get that back in some form, you know, and, and, and I'm noticing that already. So, um, yeah, growth, being a good person and, um, and just getting away from the, like, it's, it's about me attitude. Like I, th- I think we all need to have, you know, keep ourselves right at the top of what we're doing because, um, you know, if you're, if you don't have that belief in yourself and what you're doing, like other people aren't going to, but at the same time, it's not all about you, you know? And like, if you, if you can, uh, empower others and you have the opportunity to do that, then take that up. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's it's about, for me at least, being of service to others. And as you said, in, in a way, it always comes back. It's really like keeping that flow of, of energy, that cycle mm-hmm. going. And that's the only way things will, in my opinion, um, evolve and change into hopefully something better. <laughs> yeah. 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 So let's dive into um, music production for women. What is it? Who is it for? Tell me all about it. Yeah, so um, I launched it in April 2019, so it was not too long ago uh, now. Um, but um, basically, it is an online learning platform, as you mentioned before, but with 
everything in one place that I wish was there when I started, you know, because when, when I decided I wanted to start producing music, after you make that decision, I feel like you're a bit lost as to what are the next steps. And you, there's so much good information out there, you know, internet is a great resource, but you don't really, you don't know what you don't know. And, and you know, you don't know what to start searching. You might just start searching something, get a video that's like, um, you know, quite advanced or something, or, uh, you know, even not so advanced, but in the first couple of minutes, they've used 10 words that you don't understand. And then it's really easy to get lost and feel demotivated at that stage. And then um, just give up potentially. So I, I wanted to create something that goes through every little step in, in the order that I wish it was in and also keeping it really conversational and accessible to everyone who, who doesn't come from a tech background. You know, I, I don't consider myself a particularly techie person, mm-hmm. um, but keeping it in, in really everyday language and uh, and also creating a really strong community around it, which has that you know no no question is a stupid question kind of attitude. And a lot of people say that, but I think some people still feel um, uh, a bit intimidated in certain settings. Yeah. But um, just keeping it really really encouraging and a supportive place to be, and then um, yeah, running some workshops around that as well and. Uh, also working on a podcast at the moment. So. so yeah, so you're working on some workshops and podcasts. That's that's news to me. So yeah. <laughs> when when do we get to hear that or where? So the first episode I uh, will be recording um, in two weeks' time. Okay. Um, so I, it's just you know going along a similar line of talking about different aspects of production and gear and um, uh, just keeping, you know, one topic per episode, but talking about how things work, you know, for example, um, reverb, what exactly is it? When do you use it? How do you use it? And, yeah. for what? and, and you know, we all know what reverb is really if, you, if you're working in music, but do you really understand how it works? Mm. And, and the thing is, I feel like a lot of us, especially, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't uh, learn music production in a uh, postgraduate thing or something like that. So um, I don't, I don't understand the technicalities of it and I know how to use it, but um, I, I was like, how can we get a resource that goes through this with experts, but again, keeping it really conversational and for the audience to be the average musician rather than the average producer. Yeah, the geeky, techie, yeah. <laughs> and also I feel like having a podcast like that is really um, adds to the learning experience because different people digest content in different ways. So it's good to have like audio, it's good to have, you know, like multimedia ways of, of teaching things, I feel. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. what about the workshops? How, how does, does that work? How regularly do you do that? Where do you do them? Tell me all yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the workshops uh, at the moment, um, I, I run uh, an introductory workshop. So that goes through, um, you know, just a bit of background about uh, MPW and why it was created and, uh, and that kind of thing. But then also delving into um, opening a production software, um, kind of demystifying what you're looking at because it can be, a, a bit intense when you first open one yeah. and and just all together creating a really simple beat and um and, and just showing people how the really high level aspects of it work and mm-hmm. my feedback from that every time has been like oh like that wasn't as hard as I was thinking and I'm like yes exactly yes. you know <laughs> that's exactly what I want to get across you know yes. and and it's, it's it's fun and it's not as intense as you might have thought if someone shows you step by step exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. So um, so it's that and we run a couple in London and uh, I'd love to do some in Europe as well, um, but just seeing what partners we can get on board 
um, and you know where we can hold it and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So they're a bit ad hoc at the moment. Um, and then I would love to do some follow-ups to that and run some more intensive uh, like day day workshops and get a few other people in for that kind of thing. But um, that is in the works. Yeah. And what about the online portion? Like, do people get to digest content online at their own pace? How does that work? Yeah, definitely. So the it's an online... Um, the, the course materials are all online. Uh, so it goes through six modules. So right from starting with, you know, the basic of what you're looking at with the production software and then uh, going into... Um, drums and synths and recording, sampling, um, I'm missing one, but then uh, mixing as well. So getting, um, giving people enough information about how to create like a decent sounding song without bombarding with too much information because mm. um, that's the problem at the moment is just like information overload in every aspect. So um, getting people to a stage where they're, they're not fearful of the technology and they've, they've enjoyed um, creating different things. And then once they kind of get excited about certain aspects, then, you know, go nuts, YouTube, there's a million things you can watch uh, and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, so there's the, uh, so it goes through videos so in each uh, module that was like five, 10 minutes long, but then I've also created slides, like rewriting the Ableton manual, but in like a really visual way with them. Um, a lot of screenshots and just um, clicking, dragging this and just explaining everything in, in detail. So whichever way people prefer to learn. Yeah, and that's good. obviously I'm there through the whole thing if they need any help. And we do like monthly calls as well with the group. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Which is- so it's like a Q&A then or, or how does that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just whatever people need really. Right. So we'd- do like a video call once a month, whoever's free at that time. And then um, if people have any questions that they want to ask me face to face, then we'll go through that. Or uh, last time we were just talking about goal setting really. And then mm-hmm. giving each other time frames where we needed to um, achieve certain things by. And just having these conversations sometimes, um, you're not sure who to talk to, to keep, keep you accountable, things like that. And um, I think it's, so this group is there if people need that or if they just want to talk about where they're at and what they need help with. Yeah. So they can also learn beyond just the basic, it's just production and that's it. They also learn beyond that. Like you just said, goal setting, they have a support group uh, on Facebook, right? Yes. Yeah. So they can also go there if they have questions. And also I feel like I also have my own Facebook community for, for um, DJs and producers. It's a coaching community. And I feel like it makes it also easier for others, for those of of us who are a bit more timid, they can just watch the conversations and learn from that, learn from what other people are posting, learn from Mm -hmm. other people's questions and insights, and then just still feel like they have a place to go to. And then others who are more active, can really join in the conversation and take the lead a little bit more if you're more of a type A personality that way. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so uh, where else can they find you? So what's what's the website uh, again? Um, so it- everything's just under musicproductionforwomen.com. Yeah. Uh, and all the socials are just Facebook, uh, Music Production for Women, Instagram, Music Production for Women. Okay. Not on Twitter for anything really, but... Um, but yeah, just, you know, contact me for anything, you know, any, any production related question, I'm more than happy to help. Or, um, if you just feel a bit lost in, in, in what you're doing, you know, tech wise as well, just, uh, I'm an ear if people want that. And that's amazing. So is it only for women at the moment or female identifying or? So to be honest, it's, it's non-discriminatory in any in every way you know if if anyone wants to do it i'm more than happy to have them on the platform you know men women non uh, non non-binary anyone uh, really that wants to get involved it's it's for everyone the reason i called it you know i put women in the title was that if i called it anything else production related it's just like um 
automatically becomes a, a majority male thing. Yeah. And so I wanted to keep that there, that I, I want to keep it as majority, uh, you know, female uh, and non-binary as well, uh, because there aren't enough spaces for that. There, there are enough spaces for men, mm-hmm. um, but just to keep that environment where women feel comfortable asking what they wanted to ask. Um, and even the men that seem interested in it, I think because of the background of what it is and, and what, um, what it's there for, they seem to be like really lovely, encouraging, supportive people anyway. So then like more than happy to have people like that. It's just, I want to keep, you know, not particularly for people that are just the typical, you know, male that think, you know, technology is just for men kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's changing that mentality is changing for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but yeah, it totally open anyone yeah. yeah it's more about it's more for people who have a certain way of going about it and obviously not about their gender <laughs> or sexuality no, or whichever it. way they yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah so it's really yeah. like-minded people everybody who wants to help each other digest content in like a human language possible way and not like a too techie language too difficult yeah, yeah. okay yeah. so going back circling back to Uh, the music industry in general and artist well-being in particular um, what is your take on artist well-being and how according to you does it impact a a DJ's or producer's music career yeah um, uh, the biggest thing you know and and this is what you're working with mainly is just mental health you know and and that's the biggest challenge um and and, you know physical health obviously comes with that but it's it's something as an artist that I still find myself struggling with sometimes as well which is that uh you know feeling of something creative that you put out into this scary world that where it's just going to be judged by everyone and um that can yeah so I, I still find release time to be the most stressful time ever and um it's just that thing of um you know putting something out that you put your heart and soul into it's a piece of you and then it's just um you want it to get the um the welcome that you feel it deserves and then it, it can be quite tough when you get, um, you know, something different to what you're expecting. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like I, I'm personally working on that to just, you know, not take everything really personally because I think we, we do that and, and just seeing it as just what it is, you know, you, you put something out that speaks to you it's not going to speak to everyone and that's okay. And that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, but, um, I, I think we need to realize that we all do feel these things and, and it's okay. It, we don't need to like beat ourselves up about it, but have people to talk to and, and that really helps. And, um, yeah, I, I feel like in, in the creative industry, we're a little bit more vulnerable than, Mm-hmm. some other industries and and we need to keep that in check and know know what uh what we're opening ourselves up to and and kind of protect ourselves in a way yeah uh, yeah i also feel like what you just mentioned about you know you're putting something out there especially release time is very stressful um i think if I understand correctly, would it would it be right if I say that the most stressful part about that release period is the fear of, of being criticized and the fear of your your um, that piece of you that is also exposing you, making you vulnerable of not being accepted in a way that you would want to feel connected to to everybody who is listening to it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It that's that's the, the biggest part of it. And mm-hmm. I think it's that fear of rejection, you know, that 
is such a big part of so many aspects of our lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, if anyone can just conquer that, I think you'll be fine with everything, you know, and um, I don't know if you've read um, a book called The Four Agreements at all. No, I um, haven't. Really good. But um, yeah, it, it talks about one thing there about, um, you know, how we just take everything so much to heart but if you just take the feedback for what it is and mm-hmm. you know who knows if someone gives you a, a bad comment about something maybe they've had a horrible day and they just want to like take it out on someone but it's actually got nothing to do with you as an individual but in, immediately we're like oh no like I did this wrong or I did this and, yeah. and uh, it's just again it's not all about you like when we realize that but it's people have their own stuff going on and, and half the time it can be about them. And Yeah, for sure. This is something I, I definitely work on with my clients and my coaching practice. It's definitely the confidence thing and, and dealing with, with rejection and fear of failure and being more resilient to it. And it's really all about seeing things clearly, like literally, like not with your eyes, but like with your mind's eye and really understanding what is going on like what are you seeing what are you observing and is that for example you get criticism is that something that's really being said or is it something that you heard in your head because it's your interpretation and this is all about like seeing things clearly the first step to change something is to really have a clear perception of what is going on and that's usually the most difficult thing to overcome because you're constantly interpreting things in your head it's it's something that you do automatically and it's a pattern that you, you have to try and uh, break for, for it to, to change for yourself actually. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say are the biggest challenges that DJs and producers are facing in nightlife in particular and the electronic music scene in nightlife? To be honest, I don't think I'm the best person to comment on that. I have zero nightlife, like, experience. <laughs> Especially lately. Uh, I've just, like, aged so much in the last, like, few years. I just, I'll, I'll sit at home with a nice book and a cup of tea and that. So fun. there is hope for all of us. We can all outgrow it. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and, and that's the thing, like, for me, it's, so I, I like I love I love playing my music live and that kind of thing and um and it's a big part of um my creative process is sharing it with people in a live environment um but then after my gig's done I'm going home you know I'm not kind of yeah it's sometimes nice to stick around with people and I, I will have a chat to a few mm. people afterwards but like um then having like loads of drinks and continuing on is just not my scene so I couldn't even tell you what what happened really (laughs) so well it's just a um, good tip for everybody who's listening after you're done performing it's really nice to go home and read a good book and have some tea right I mean it's a different definitely it's a different option to the after party and and drinking and and doing well oh yeah (laughs) and usually like I don't eat for some reason like when I'm performing or whatever like all day I think the adrenaline just keeps me buzzing and then so immediately after my performance I am ravenous so I'm just like (laughs) looking for a pizza somewhere or something and like stuffing face immediately (laughs) (laughs) okay amazing okay this was such a such a really interesting insightful conversation and to round it up I have one last question for you and the question Mm -hmm. is when was the last time you did something for the first time? The last time I did something for the first time. I've been making an effort to do things for the first time. Oh, when was the last time? Uh, I, can, I can remember the time before that, and that's okay. a kind of funny story, but like, that's so I, I asked a guy out for the first time. Oh, wow, really? How did that go? Um, well, he said no, but like, (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh no. You know what? Like I've never felt so powerful than in that moment. Like it's just something that's always scared me so much. And, and then it kind of helped me empathize with, with men, you know, we always think that they should do this. And then, um, 
And then I was like, okay, this is really scaring me, which means I have to do it. You know, if it's that scary, then I, I just need to do it. So then I, I, I did it. And then, and then immediately in my head, I, I was like, I, like nothing can break this down because like I've done something that scared me and it didn't kill me. Like I'm still alive. I'm still standing here and it's fine. Um, and then what happens after that really doesn't matter. So he, I don't know, he gave some excuse of like, oh, I'm not looking for anything or whatever. And it did not bother me at all. I was like, great. Like, and again, I'm not taking it personally, like just because he said that whatever doesn't mean that it takes away from who I am at mm -hmm. all. Yeah. Um, and I, I was just so happy with that. And then something happened after that. But anyway, that can be my, <laughs> that can be my one thing. But I, I definitely like things that I haven't done before that I feel that fear. I've been making an effort to do them because um, you just, you learn so much and, and you feel so much stronger no matter what the outcome. I think that's a beautiful way to round up this session, this episode <laughs> of you know, good advice would be if you're feeling afraid to do it, just do it. It will really yeah. teach you something. It will take you outside of your comfort zone and yeah. you will feel so much stronger afterwards and maybe have a laugh about it too. <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> okay, thank you so, so much for joining me on this episode. I really appreciate it and I wish you the best of luck with everything you're doing. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
So we are almost at the end of this episode. If anything resonated with you, then I would love to hear from you. If you think you need support, then please reach out. I am giving away a free 45-minute discovery call to any DJ or producer out there who relates to what we've discussed here and wants to explore holistic coaching for DJs and producers further. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I appreciate you for taking the time to listen and I will catch you next time for another episode of Mind the Music. When I see it in my feed How am I supposed to be If you look happier than me I don't think it's my fault It's the media indeed Been washing us by thinking That everything that we need Is the next thing that we see on TV They're killing us like bees They're killing our souls Everything I own Manipulation control But I'm not gonna give in Cause I've seen it all before Kids are paying the price Will this ever change? Yeah. Is this getting worse? No. Thank God people still believe in the good cause After all, if they don't, what are they living for? Is it the house or the clothes or the next Porsche? What's the point of living posh If you're addicted to the shots to kill the pain And the stress that you're working for That you're sweating for To realize you're always feeling worse than ever before Only cause you think you're needing more and more It's like living and not knowing what you're living for Governments are being greedy so they go to the war But I still believe in love cause I feel it in my core, in my core, peace A life full of greed is so glorified Take all this from me
Yeah. 
Субтитры